Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. I'm your host, Tracy Mylacrane. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, and very much a realist. Rise Up in Business is designed to share with small business owners important legal information and some clever tips and tricks in short and sharp episodes, no legal jargon. With this podcast, I want to empower small business owners to rise up and take control in their business. I'll be here every Wednesday to tell you what you need to know without sending you to sleep. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. I'm so grateful that you're spending some more time with me to listen to my little tips and tricks in relation to adding value to your small business. So today we're diving into episode 26, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about what happens when you haven't been paid. It seems to be a theme at the moment where increasingly I'm talking to new clients about invoices or payments that are outstanding for them. So often they've waited a couple of months and one of their clients has delayed payments, it's accumulated, and now we're looking at a not insignificant sum that's owing or that's outstanding. So the client comes to me and says, Tracy, can you please help me? I need to recover this money. And of course we do because we're small business owners and cash flow is the cornerstone of any small business and we all know that. So it is a very unfortunate situation to find yourself in. So I'm going to spend some time in this episode just outlining my tips and my process that I go through with new clients to talk them through what it is that we need to know and understand to put a plan in place. So the first thing we want to do is go back to basics and have a look at your business terms and understand what is it that you have contracted to do, what obligations does the client have, what are you to be paid and what are your payment terms. Once we know that, we have a little clearer picture about what it is that we can do from here. Part of this questioning that I go through with my new clients is I ask, how did you provide your business terms to your client? That's important too. So in previous episodes, you've heard me talk about the importance of business terms and conditions, and I've explained your obligations under the consumer law and why you need those business terms and conditions. And it's just as important to understand how it is that you issue your business terms to your clients, because in order for them to be bound by your terms, they must have been provided with them in advance of them deciding to do business with you. So once we've ticked those off and I've been provided with a copy of the business terms and I know that they're valid because you've explained to me how it is that you issue them, we then have a quick look at whether or not there've been any variations or any changes made to the scope of works or the services since that document was entered into or since those terms were accepted. From there, we explore whether or not there's been any issues with the quality of your services. So has the client taken issue with the design, with the coaching, with whether or not you were prompt or whether you turned up to the mastermind sessions, for example. So I delve in and explore that because I'm trying to understand here what proper basis, if any, exists for your client withholding payment. Once we go through that, I'll then have a look at how you've issued your invoices in accordance with your business terms and we then have a look at timeframes. So if there's no issues so far and I haven't detected anything that could be a potential threat or problem, I then have a look at the correspondence that you have sent to the client in relation to the outstanding invoices or payments. I ask for full instructions, so full details of any phone calls or discussions you've had, any emails that may have exchanged from the client. Again, all trying to gain an understanding of the full picture here because I'm trying to understand what's going on and why is the client not paying. Of course, it's important for my client to tell me whether or not there's been any agreements reached. 
in relation to those outstanding payments. So have there been any agreements in relation to deferrals, for example? What is it that's been said? And it's really important here for me to get as much detail as I can as to what conversations have taken place in relation to this outstanding invoice. Then if we get to this point and we still can't work out what's going on and I haven't been able to detect any valid reason for the client to not be paying you, we then go in and have a look at the client details, the ABN, I'll ask you whether you have verified those clients' details so we can be absolutely sure that we've got the right client and the physical address. Because obviously the next step's a letter of demand from here. Now, that all sounds well and good. And when I set it out like that, I'm sure that as you're listening, you think, yes, of course, that's logical. It makes sense. But unfortunately, many of these steps are missed by business owners because as business owners, I accept that we get very busy. We get caught up in doing all the things. Many of us focus on being on the tools in our business and we're just focusing on doing really great work. And often some of the administrative or procedural matters can fall to the wayside. And that's a risk because that can let us down in these moments of crisis. And I think that an outstanding invoice is a form of crisis because it's cash flow. So, for example, I've recently acted for a beautiful client who didn't verify the details of the client she was acting for. And what that has meant is after much investigating, it seems that the person that she was providing services to knew exactly what was going on, knew exactly what was happening in terms of not providing her with the right details. So unfortunately, we're in great difficulty because we can't actually pinpoint who it is that contracted her, what specific entity and what ABN contracted her, which means we're not able to commence an action in a tribunal to recover her money. And that wasn't an insignificant sum. It was a very expensive lesson for her. So those are the types of things that can happen. When I say there's risk, the risk is you may not be able to do anything to enforce your business terms and to take active legal steps to recover your money. Yes, there are circumstances where people say to me, Tracy, I don't actually have business terms and conditions in place. Now what can I do? Is it all over? And the answer is no, it's not all over. What we now need to do is try to go back in time and construct what we think the terms of the agreement are. And yep, you guessed it. That's time consuming. It can be a little complicated. And as soon as anything becomes time consuming and potentially complicated, guess what? It means it's going to take more time and it's going to cost money. So that's what we try to avoid, which is why it's better, obviously, to focus on setting our systems up properly at the beginning so that we do all of these things properly and we have all of these proper procedural steps in place. But of course, I wholeheartedly accept that sometimes as business owners, we just haven't gotten that far yet. We've been bitten here. We've got a situation where we're owed money. So what can we do about it? So I go back and I review the emails. I get as much information as I possibly can to try to put together what I think the terms of the agreement were and then step through chronologically when services were provided, when invoices were paid, what communication there was in between those invoices and then get to the point where the invoice hasn't been paid. In those circumstances, if I can construct that, then I'm still in a position where I can usefully send a letter of demand, which is valid because it's a proper basis to send it. But I'll bet you, as you're listening to me even explain that, you think, gosh, that's a bit complicated. Yes, it can be a bit complicated, which is why in an ideal world, you will have your business terms, you will issue them correctly, it will accurately reflect what it is that you're providing to the client by way of services, it'll set out the payment terms, so on and so forth.
And just to finish off, of course, if a letter of demand is issued and the client still doesn't pay, then we want to be in a position where we can commence legal action. And that can mean in a local court or tribunal to take steps to recover your funds. And there's all sorts of benefits and risks, upsides, downsides to that. And that's something that I'll talk about on another issue later on, because today it's all about explaining to you as business owners what the process is that you ought to go through when you haven't been paid. Best case scenario, you've got your business terms and we can rely on those. Fantastic. Worst case scenario, you don't have your business terms, then we have to try to construct the case or reconstruct the argument, if you like, or the agreement and go from there. Either way, there is something you can do. But as you can see, one's far more beneficial to you as a business owner than the other. So I hope that gives some guidance and I hope that gives some valuable points about what it is you need to be thinking about and what you need to be doing if you haven't been paid and what it is somebody like me is going to be asking you and needing from you in the event that you need to seek some assistance for that non-payment. As always, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. I am always more than happy to answer questions. I love receiving your feedback. Thank you so much for those who provide it to me. I'm so grateful and I'm so grateful that you spend time listening to my episodes. That's it from me for today and I'll catch you next time. That's it for today's episode. Short and sharp, just like I promised. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and I would be most grateful if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, remember to keep your business legals in order with my annual legal checklist. You can grab your free copy by heading over to my website tmsolicitor.com.au forward slash checklist. I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for listening.